and I surprise them, and then I load them up in the Winnebago, and we just start driving. And as I'm driving, I interview them and talk about the 90s and their, their experiences. And then at the end, I say, well, hey, thank you for reliving some of your life with me in the past, but I can't let you leave the Winnebago with, without me showing you some of mine. And I challenge them to a physical challenge at the end. So I took uh, Elisa Donovan from Clueless. I took her skydiving. Oh, my so Lord. She was shitting her pants, but she was such a good sport. So that I'm going to try to hopefully get going. But it's so fun. It's like Elisa, Joey Lawrence, like an Ian Ziering, um, just those uh, Kato Kalen from the OJ trial, like all these wild pop culture faces. I'm loading them up. We're going back in time. And then I'm going to have them do something fun. So it's going to be cool. Is this your own thing that you've got? That's my own thing, yeah. Okay. Is that related to your production company? So that's Mark Long Productions, yeah. And I co I co-produced that with my old Fox producer that did Reality Remix with me. So oh it was God. great. And uh, but dude, I'm just like, and then I did the NXT thing last week. Um, I know, dude. It's insane. But I will say this: I don't have kids, so if I can't hustle my ass off and do five thousand things at once, then it's on me. So I'm just. I'm so thankful, dude, and I'm just – I've got such a rebirth from All-Stars that I'm just running with it, man, and just trying to stay ahead of the game and do some cool stuff. I know. It's only a matter of time until those Paul brothers take you up on the offer, though, right? See? Even, I mean, yeah. you never know. They've like, been talking for a minute. <laughs> I'm going to go down. Um, it's, this is going to be another – good wacky year for for me um i love doing that stuff that's kind of outside the box like i guarantee you i will fight fessy sometime this year you, you heard it here first i mean it just it has to happen so it, it kind uh, of feels like the seeds have been planted for a couple of years now you know yeah, what I mean? yeah and i mean if any I, I, he was telling me that everyone's afraid to fight him at my charity thing and i was like look if you need an opponent big boy i said i, I got you so uh you know, we'll see how that happens. I mean, he's 20 years younger than me, or maybe even 25. Who knows? Um, but, you know, I got, like I said, I got that man strength. I got that older brother man strength that I got that intimidation. So um, when I actually met Fessy for the first time at my charity event last year, he was, you know, I know he gets dogged a lot on social media, but he couldn't be more of a gentleman. He was super nice. And we got along great. So I got, I think him and I fighting will happen. It won't be so like probably cutthroat as people think. Yeah. We can hype it up, though, just like WWE. We can hype it up like I hate his guts, of course. I hear he's actually an introvert, like in person. Like I, People the tend to believe that's a little... Like, I actually, it's funny you said that. I had this conversation with John uh, Bananas, and I said, um, you know, I think a lot of the times people confuse his, you know, being an introvert as being cocky or being cold or being kind of like, you know, just kind of into himself. But it's just... You know, he's not a he's not a bananas. He's not getting on top of the bar and, and screaming, yelling people and getting the crowd pumped. He's you know, a lot of people aren't like that. And I just think he's a, a different guy, but he's taking the role of villain, I think, well. Um, but he was he was a good dude to me, man. Him and Nelson, they came to the charity thing I've been doing for years. They were great. Um, both of those guys, uh I would you know if they asked me a favor tomorrow i would do it so I, I had a really good feeling after i met those two and you know nelly has a rebirth of being a good guy now you know he, he's one of those diamonds in the roughs now on the on the flagship i know a lot of people have their opinions but he's one of the guys that you can tell is like really authentic you know what yeah, i mean we did this um the mtb uh fitness thing 
and we shot the same day and then went out to dinner that night. He's just, he's just who he is, man. He's so fun. And he's, uh, he's an LET man. He's like, Hey, you know, he's like, I got frequent flyers for my family. He's like, whatever you're doing, cool. I want to come film it. If you ever box or do this fun stuff. So I like Nelly and I, I really was a fan of Fessy. So, uh, I, I think that'll find people won't expect that, you know, for me, but I mean, those two were great at my charity. So they were, uh, they were awesome. So I was, I'm looking forward to having them back. Yeah. Yeah. One thing we kind of just touched upon was all your projects you've got in the works, of course. One thing I've always respected about you, Mark, is you're always focused on what's next, not what's happened or what's happening now. Is that kind of something you've always prided yourself on? It's kind of just always, always because this is, this is how I'm, I'm built or made. It's like all stars three starts tomorrow. This is when a lot of other cast members would just start thinking of the next thing. Well, to me, how I operate is once All-Stars post tomorrow, it's done. I, I don't even, I mean, I'll watch it, promote it, and I think it's going to be, it'll be epic. But, like, I'm already now two steps down the line thinking, what is the next thing? So, like, the Spotify Live thing, which starts Thursday, like, that was something that I wanted to launch around here because, like I said, when when – when my projects start, in my mind, they end, and I'm always having to do the next thing. Um, and that's always how I've been, you know what I mean? I'm actually so fascinated to hear you say that because I find myself in a similar boat. When I'm done with something, like, it's done. I promote it, and then it's always next. Like, I'm never, like, one to kind of reminisce on something that's happened. Like, yeah, I feel like well, that's just, yeah. yeah I, think, I think a lot of people take, like, you know, for instance, a, a TV show like All Stars, like, well, well. It's going to air for 10 weeks. I have 10 weeks to just reminisce and, you know, wallow in my coolness of being on TV. But then once it's over for them, it's like, you know, you've wasted 10 weeks of thinking, what is your next move? And I'm, I'm always, you know, I have so many things like balls in the air right now that I, I just, you know, and I've always been a big believer of if you put out the positive energy, it will come back. So I just, you know, I'm, I apologize. I missed your call last week. I was like, this guy's going to think I'm a jack off. Cause I'm never, I'm always the guy that's on time. I'm early. I'm prepared. Like it just was a wacky time when I got surprised by my niece coming in town. But, um, I, I've, I've heard great things about you, Mike, and, um, I'm, it's a pleasure to come on. Yeah. It's almost fitting that we're recording this on the new national holiday. If you haven't heard all stars, Eve, all stars, Eve, it's yeah. huge, especially season three, all stars, Eve. Well, and, and you're a fan of the show, man. When I tell you, like, it's so good. Um, it's a great, great show from Wes being back to Jordan and Naya, how they left on their show coming back and seeing their growth and like Veronica coming back. It was time for her to come back and then throwing in like the new face of Kayla, who just, you know, is always a great kind of personality. And then I bunk with Brad and Nehemiah and yes, what a kind of wacky foursome that is. And uh, I just, I just know the fans are going to dig it. And um, I said this to someone else. I think I was talking to variety or entertainment weekly, but I was like, you know, it's, it's such a good show that I think it would, it's going to tee up a season four and a season five. Cause it's just that good. And I mean, I've, I can't see it not going, especially from the, the characters and cast members that have reached out to me since the season three trailer, like from, you know, Abram to, to uh, Rachel to fucking Julie from New Orleans, like all these characters want to come on. So like, it's definitely not time to shut it down, put it that way. 
There's the, there's a lot of meat still left on the bone. Well, like of course, a thousand percent. It doesn't matter who you are. You could take the most casual of a fan and you just show them this. Show them a trailer. Show them the cast. You can't look at that and say that's not an all-star lineup. Like there's no other way around that. Yeah, and 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 one of the things that I think you know in the past, like you show up and you're like, oh, there's the layup or there's the few layups of the group. You, you know can't I mean? identify that on you this. You can't one. do that this time, even from like from top to bottom. I mean, you, you throw out any name, guys or girls, and they have something to bring to the, the to the table. Um, I'm just speaking now from the guys, but like from a West to a Derek to a Yes to a Terrell to an MJ to a Darrell to Latarian, like you're never like, Oh, I hope I get called into elimination against him. Jordan, I mean, it's the same thing. So it, it, there's, there's not that like, you know, person who's been known to flop in challenges. If anything, these guys are all athletes, the same, some of the girls are as well. Like Veronica shocks the shit out of me, man. She, <laughs> he is a force. And, and I never knew how smart she played the game. She's super smart. And like, there's something that happens midway that's like a huge kind of thing that I think the fans are going to love um, that kind of shakes up the house. But like it's there's a lot of epic moments to look forward to throughout the series. But um, again, like you, I was like, I don't even know what I'm talking about sometimes because I got so much shit going on. I'm like, is this an, a worst cooks interview or is this an all star interview? Or is this <laughs> this is I talked to my manager. I said. This has been a great week because I have all these things premiering this week and on. So like it's um, it's it's been such a, a rewarding week because I've always put in the effort and it's nice to see some of the um, the energy coming back in a good way. So that's always nice. It's hard to believe that this project, this all star project is almost two years since it's like kind of installment, not installment, but like since the, the seed was planted, you know, right. When yeah. you're throwing out feelers. I can't even believe that it's been that long because, you know, like nobody knew if this was actually going to happen. And then you've got three of these already cranked out, what feels like in a second. And you know what I, you know, what kind of validated the success of this thing? I'm sure you saw like they posted like the um, Paramount Plus investor call announcing like the challenge Argentina coming out on Paramount, the challenge um, Australia or whatever. Yes. Yeah. So like, the way I looked at that was, especially with most of those being on Paramount, if if season one of All Stars came out and it just really shit the bed and was terrible, those other things don't get picked oh. up. Not in a million years. And I don't care if Buda Murray fights me on that or MTV. Like, I'm I'm not a dummy. I know that if All Stars didn't set the bar and do well, Paramount wouldn't have greenlit the other stuff. So I am thrilled that we did so well. Um, the year it came out, they launched Paramount Plus around All-Stars, and it was the biggest growing business of the entire country that year. It was Paramount Plus. It grew the most. And there was huge names on that list from HBO Go to um, Twitter to TikTok to Snapchat. Like it was like they had huge companies there. So the fact that we helped them grow into this great big – because now, think you know, you hear Paramount Plus, it's just like hearing – anything at like a CBS early. It's like people know of it. Like in the very beginning, they're like, what's it on Paramount? What? Another streamer? Oh, Jesus Christ. You know what I mean? But now there's actually good programming on it. Um, you know, I'm going to take some of my projects and, and pitch it over there and, and see what I can do. But I mean, I just love the fact that season one did so well and that the fans and the critics and like I was saying, 
one of the critics that I feel like shits on everyone is like Barstool Sports. They love it. Oh, you'll, you'll, you'll get the honest truth from them. So I was like, yeah, this is just something cool. And I think, I think it's just because it's bare bones. It's real world road rules. You're not Googling anyone's name. Like, where is this person from? Or what part of the, you know, universe, this, you know, American Ninja Warrior, Kazakhstan or whatever they're pulling from, from other shows. It's like, you don't have to Google these people. You know what I mean? People know Wes, they know Jordan, they know Nia. Like it's, it's, it, it feels like home. Yeah, it, it's like a second win for you in a sense too, because you had the resume already that going into what is this your fourth uh, decade in reality television yeah. now? I believe it is. Yeah, you already had the recommend, uh, resume alone to where if All Stars didn't even happen, like you would have been like you know recognized still. But this is like a second win for you in a sense almost. I have so many people like um, from the reality world when I post stuff, they'll DM me and be like dude, you are like nonstop again. You're like, and they're, they're genuinely happy for me, just like I would be to them. But it's, I'm telling you, if, if these are the secrets of life and you should know this, Mike. If you're not an asshole, if you treat people well, if you show up on time and you're prepared, you will succeed in life across every facet of life, whether it's relationships or work or whatever. If, if you're not an asshole, you treat people well, you're not late and you do your homework, you are going to be just fine. And, and, you know, I remember having my first big Fox reality game called Reality Remix. And I took that so seriously because I was serious about my career. But I brought in a few people to try to get them on that that series with me that could have went three years. And they were late or they no-showed or they weren't prepared. And I'm like, guys, this is just not how it's done. And I feel like they've lost a huge, you know, part of the career that they could have been doing. But anyway, it's just – it's it's – it's not a hard formula to figure out, especially in the reality world. Yeah, and you could probably attest to this with reality and how much it's evolved. Because I was talking with Cyrus about this last week. It almost felt like back then when you guys were coming up off your original shows at the time that you two came up. It was almost like reality stars were like rubbing elbows and brought in with like celebrities as if like they were one of their own. Whereas now I feel like the genre reality stars might be looked at a little differently. Does it feel like that? Well, I'll give you a funny story, and this is an awesome story, one of my favorite stories because I'm a full red-blooded male. I went to uh, I went to the Playboy Mansion party one time back in the day and uh, met to many of them, which were just great. It was uh, awesome. But I got there a little early, and it was 4th of July, and Matthew Perry from Friends was there. And my buddy hadn't brought a change of clothes or whatever, but he's like, he's like, dude, we used to watch road rules in the green room during friends like we were getting makeup so there's actually a scene that i found that during one of the friends episodes he says i think matthew Perry's like it's not like we're watching reruns of road rules on that like he actually says the line on the show so just knowing that like he was a huge fan and the late kobe bryant used to you know he was a huge fan of, of the show and, and the the reality like I mean, Cyrus was in fucking Eminem's video. I mean, it was, you know. Fucking Julie were in that too. Stuff, right? So yeah. like, I, I feel like, like I remember sitting next to an MTV Video Music Awards with um, Gwen Stefani. And like my show had just been out and she had the red hair. But like I felt just as equal to her, not that I cared. But like in terms of what the audience knew, um, I it, it was, like you said, it was, uh, it was, Things were bigger and more exciting, I think, back then. 
um, there wasn't so many reality shows, you know? Where do you feel like the shift was? Because I know from talking to a lot of reality stars, they when they try to dip off into acting nowadays, it's met with a little bit more contention, you know? Like maybe they're not looked at the same way. Why do you feel like, or where do you feel like the shift was? I think um, there was a big shift, I think, when a lot of those VH1 dating shows came out that were just really wacky. Like the, uh, and they were great. I mean, they were very entertaining, but like, the I Love New Yorks and the Rock of Loves and then the I Want Money and then there was, uh, you know, Megan Wants a Millionaire. Like, there was all Bad those, Girls Clubs. Yeah, Bad <laughs> Girls Clubs. Like, there was a bunch of Tequila Tequila. Remember that? So, like, yeah. I just feel like it got a little goofy. Not that it got less entertaining because it was still entertaining, but, like, you didn't really see those connections of, like, a real-world house or, like, a road rules adventure kind of. So, like, I could see how it kind of went off the rails in terms of goofiness a little bit, but um, I just, you know, I'm still a big watcher of reality television. Um, I'm gonna be watching a lot more with this Spotify show. Um, we're not gonna just do the challenge. We're gonna do lead into Big Brother and lead into, the, you know, I'm sure The Bachelor and all these crazy shows. So I'm gonna get back into it heavily, but I just feel that um, it's, it's, I was saying this today, it's nice to be attached to an all-stars franchise because it really it really has people smiling from like start to finish whether it's the music or just the people they grew up with and like that's cool for me even if i didn't do it myself like i would have thought that was cool like i love seeing you know like the um the reunions of like i just watched the facts of life reunion which was ages ago but like it fucking made me feel good because it brought me back to the time or like um, they did like a, a 90210 kind of thing the other day and it was like cool seeing these cast members again. You know, I still get fired up if I hear the beginning of 90210 again. I'll still fire up on that, that fucking show. But like, I just have always been a product of that 90s nostalgia. And I think the fact that we tapped into that and it's, it's successful, I love it because I, it never feels like work. My entire family, they know I'm working but it never feels like work for me, right? They're like, oh, Mark's going to, you know, LA to do his premiere party. Then he's going to New York to do this commercial. And then, you know, but like, it's all work. I mean, even the challenge is work. I mean, the challenge is a fucking mental grind, but you oh, watch yeah. on TV, it looks like a big party. You know what I mean? But like, I had this conversation with MJ last week. It's like, you, you go to bed at night, even in the challenge all-stars house, because we're so competitive, wanting to do so well that you almost have an anxiety attack before you go to bed because you're wanting to do so well. And that's just being a competitive, you know, male going into this thing and, and, and wanting to do well. But it's, uh, it's a wild ride, dude. I'm 50 years old doing this shit. So <laughs> it's kind of crazy. I'm curious because a lot of cast members say that when they get off of shows, like it's a much different culture shock with stepping back into normal life after doing a show. Like it's almost like hard to reset in a way. Has that ever happened for you? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, especially doing like those flagship shows where you were away for a long time, you know, all stars, I think was five weeks the last time, which wasn't short by no means, but I remember like the last, you know, without giving anything away, I remember being there thinking, could you guys really go do like 10, 13 weeks of a show? And they were like, no fucking way. 
Um, because that is, you talk about mental torture. If you're in it to win it and you want to do well, I just, I had this conversation with bananas. It's like, it is so grueling mentally doing it, being in an atmosphere like that. When you just know that if you're well, you're always, if you do well, you're always a target. And because your ego takes over, right? You don't want to be the first one home or the second, you, you know, it starts playing on you. But I just, I, in a perfect world, Mike, between you and I, I, I would love to do, you know, more seasons of All-Stars, but then almost like a Super Bowl event, which I've said in press before, do an All-Stars versus flagship show and put up my top dogs against their top dogs. And I will tell you, it will be the biggest rated challenge they have had yet. And the fans will die for it. And, you know, my guys are ready. I, I would hope their guys oh, are yeah. ready. So, yeah. and it's, you know, I mean, who do they have over there in terms of size that like really can threaten a guy named Fessy, right? Think about that. Like I can, you know, where, uh, where would CT fall on that little tight or a tight rope? Cause he's like, I, he's think OG, CT, now, he's, I think that would be a CT choice. Actually. I think they'd probably give him the choice of which way he'd want to run, whether he'd want to run with the true OGs or if he wanted to run with that. I know, I know he still likes doing those flagship shows because for some reason they don't vote him in. And I, I still do not understand I, that. I just said that. How could like the one of the biggest guys in the house almost be like a mouse, just kind of? Yeah, and you know, I, I, it's a, it's a different. You know, it's funny because when we did season one, everyone's like, "Oh, it's this fun little spinoff show." But now it's like people are jockeying to to get on because it's a super popular show. It's a cool I mean, show. It's a cool show. It's it's. You know, it's an, an adult summer camp, but doing cool stuff and, and reliving like high school reunion. It's that's the mystique of going to a high school reunion is catching up with someone. Is there going to be beef that you had 10, 20 years ago? And there is even on All Stars 3, there's moments where there's going to be beef and people like hash it out. And it's going to be awesome. There's obviously a rhyme and a reason and a method to everything. But you can give me your thoughts on this. I feel like. If you have the personalities that are interesting and intriguing enough, I feel like you may not need 10 weeks to be able to pump out a show. Like you guys only – or you're up half that time and we're getting like almost pretty much an entire season worth of content in the same span that the other show is getting. So. Yeah, and I don't know why that is. I don't know if it's just because they, they – I mean obviously in the world of TV, they probably just ordered more episodes obviously. And that's, yeah. the, that's the like black and, and white of it. But I mean I don't need – weeks of doing nothing you know i mean i don't need weeks of going slow or weeks of building up to something like we go right at it from day one and you know again i would love to you know and this is me knowing my own physical faculties and and smarts i would love to eventually go head to head with that show i mean i don't want to go do it for fucking 13 weeks you know what i mean but i mean i can maybe squeeze out a six or eight you know but it's just it's funny too because I'll get I'll get the All Stars three cast riled up like like we'll be sitting around and I'll like on a day off I'll be like, hey Latarian, how do you think he could do against you know uh, I just like a uh, Kyle he's like oh I I smoke that and I rile him up and then I do it to the same I'll do it to the next person Derek but like it's funny riling them up because they're like it's so they're, easy they're ready like they're ready to go <laughs> for the moment it's so funny but um I just. And a lot of people are like, is that you like looking down on the other show? And I'm like, no, I love the franchise show. I love those cast over there. Like 
I love Corey. I love Kyle. I mean, even the Josh who like gets, you know, some people give him shit. Like, like I love all those characters. So like, especially when Wes came over this time to us, I was like, dude, I'm so excited you're here. I, I was like, I don't know how this will play out. I don't know how we're going to play together, but I, I, I want, I want you to know for me, like, I'm just so excited you're here or even like a Jordan or something, you know? So like, I was happy to get some of those, um, those veterans that had done so well on the other side back over. And Johnny was deep. Johnny was going to come and he hurt his leg like two weeks before we left. Yeah. He was like, I remember getting, I remember seeing his call and I was in New York and I'm thinking, this is going to be the call where he tells me he's bowing out. And I'm like, fuck, sure enough. He's like, dude, I just, I don't want to go back and not be full speed. And I was like, I get it. This was for season three, right? Yeah, it was, but, um, he'll be back. He's wanting to come over. Um, he gets the because uh, of his podcast, he gets the early screenings. Yeah. So he loves he loves getting the early peak and then having one over me. You know, not, me not knowing what they show, but uh, it's uh, it's it's fun now having people talk about it as a real kind of entity. You know what I mean? Not just just this fun spinoff thing. It's like a real full four. I mean, we did three fucking seasons in a year. That that means something right there. So. I love it though. It's, 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 and, and it's so funny because I dropped my mom off the airport today to go up and visit her friend. Um, and she's been having her health issues and whatnot, but like the, the whole like baggage area outside, like all of them are instant challenge fans and they like bend over backwards for my mom. And there's 8 million questions of, of all stars three coming out tomorrow. Like, it was like, I just love being able to talk to the fans real time about stuff that I'm doing. And the fact that, like you said, I'm getting like a rebirth or second wind of, of my reality life is it's, it's insane. Um, I wouldn't be surprised dude, if you see me in a wrestling ring this year. I mean, it's, it's the opportunities are just wild. And, you know, I, I'm, did you see the thing at WrestleMania with the Miz? Oh yeah. That's why I referenced the Paul brothers. That, that was insane. Right. I mean, it's like, I, like all of these things are happening. I'm meeting the right people. And, and now I'm, I'm, it's funny to see who, how many of those people have watched reality TV. Like even those wrestlers, um, like from Seamus to um, just a, few, a lot of them. Um, you know, I can DM now Becky Lynch, who's like the biggest wow. female wrestler. And like, she just, she gets it. But it's just, it's amazing how I've stretched my reality career out this long. But again, Go back to those simple, simple terms of don't be an asshole. Be <laughs> everyone good, be on time, and do your homework. That's it. Not for nothing, Mark, too. Just you and your presence being at that WrestleMania is almost like, you know, let's just say like Aaron Rodgers showing up to like like a concert or something, right? And he's got the Packer jersey on. You representing where you're from is automatically going to draw more eyeballs to what you're representing. You know what I mean? Yeah. We got we got so much heat off of that, just that that those moments. And people were like thought it was planned and thought I was staged. Mike actually told me when, when he was walking to the ring, he was hoping like he was thinking like what's what's uh Logan gonna do and all this stuff. And then he looked up and saw me and didn't know I was there. And he goes, I instantly thought, how did Mark Long get the best seat at WrestleMania? I literally he, he, did, so he didn't know about this. Like no, I sent him a text that day and I okay. said, Hey. Good luck tonight. I'll be I'll be your biggest fan. And he just thought I'd be watching it on TV. He remembered that text. So when he saw me, he's like, I totally broke character and couldn't figure out how the hell you were there at that event. I literally was in the best seat you could possibly get. Um, 
And then him jumping out, like it was just, I love those moments, dude. Like I love those. And then I got to catch up with him after the show. And we, we talked one-on-one upstairs in the hotel for like an, an hour and a half. And, it, and I didn't talk to him about wrestling. I talked to him about life. And I think he appreciated that because so many people talk wrestling with him. Um, but he's fucking great. I just, uh, I want to do everything, Mike. I want to do it all. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> is off limits, dude. Nothing. I, I want you to kind of take me behind the hood now. And talk to me a little bit about you before you were going on to your road rules. I want to kind of know like your story and um, kind of what made you uh, or led you into that Winnebago rather. Yeah. So I, um, like everyone else, when that first real, uh, road, uh, real world came out, the, the New York one, you know, I was a big fan of that. And I didn't really know what it was at the time, but I remember vividly coming home and, you know, eating dinner and like me and my brother would like lay on my parents' living room floor and, you know, screw around. And like, I remember watching it thinking, wow, that that's, that's kind of a cool show. So then when I saw the, the info pop up to be like a, you know, an, a roommate or an audition, and you got to remember, Mike, this wasn't cell phone time. This was like shoot it on VHS <laughs> and hopefully it gets to the right person. There is no emailing your video. So like, I remember shooting a video at the university of Florida I was going to, and I was a broadcast journalism major, so I had, I had use of all their tools. And this is like old school shit, like huge cameras, and like you had to physically edit your tapes. But I made such a great tape. I, my tape was so great that I was like, if any if anyone watches this tape, if they physically put it in and watch this, I have to get a call because no one is going to spend that much time. Do you remember what you did? Dude, I remember it, it started out because my mom worked at a hospital and my dad was in military police on base. So it starts off with like this, this ambulance coming down the street, like in slow motion. And you can hear the, the sirens and these guys, my mom's workers at the time, these guys run around, they flip the doors open and I come out on a gurney. Like I'm like laid out and they wheel me in and all this stuff. And you can see me in like the heartbeat. Boop, boop, I had it all going. Then to cheat the hospital, we went on base where my dad was, was working and snuck in snuck into one of the uh like operating rooms and my dad was dressed as a police officer because that's what he was at the time and it shows me coming to and he's like mr long you had a bad accident he goes but everything is fine your vitals are fine we'd like to welcome you back to the world and i paused and i went you mean the real world <laughs> and as soon as i say real world it then cuts to me playing football, me surfing, me out of the nightclub, me doing crazy shit, me wrestling with you, all this crazy stuff. Um, and it was all edited so well and the music was so great. Like I was like, if anyone watches it, they'll at least give me some props for taking the time to do a good tape. And uh, sure enough, when I met with them, they're like, your tape was great. You're like, your tape was awesome. And I actually, we just did this documentary that's coming out later this year. Yeah. I talk about that tape and the producer of that documentary is like, I have to find this tape. I'm like, please go in the vault of videotapes, wherever they keep those and find that fucking tape. Cause I want to see it too. So hopefully that, keep it after that, that, right? that. So once I did that, Mike, I, um, I met with John Murray, uh, Mary Ellis from, yeah. from back in the day. And uh, I just had such a great, a great conversation with them. And I was just, I wasn't putting on an act. I wasn't trying to oversell myself. I was just like, 
this is who I am. This is my personality. I fucking can get along with anyone. Do I, you know, get pissed off if someone does certain things? Sure. But I said, I'm just all about wanting to go with new, new experience and have fun. And like, I made it almost to the real world Los Angeles and I made it down to like the final 12. And I remember they cast Aaron, the accountant kid. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because they asked me what I wanted to do. And I was like, I have a TV broadcaster. I want to do TV. And they were like, well, we're going to do Aaron because he's got more of like a real job. I said, well, that's fine with me. So went back to school and then finished, graduated. And then I got the call to do the road rules pilot. So I did the road rules pilot. I didn't know what it was. I shot that with four other people, by the way, not the original cast. So I've said that before. I don't know what I did or who I tricked, mind tricked into keeping me, but they ended up keeping me and then got on that show and just, it was so fun because it was the first of it. No one knew what it was. I mean, and we did, we were on the road a pretty long time. Do you know I was getting $300 a week to do that show? Three. Uh, yeah. Like, that is terrible. But for a life experience, I mean, I would have paid 300 a week to do that. So it was just, and Kit and I ended up being super close and having, we're still super close to this day. Um, but it just, it kind of spawned, it, it it spawned my whole thing. Like if I hadn't done that, I don't know. I mean, I guess I would have went out and tried to be, you know, hosts, different stuff, but like just having people, just having a talking point, right. To go into a room and say, Oh, I just came off of this new MTV product. Um, and they're like, oh, that's super cool. Well, you seem approachable. Let's give him a microphone and have him go do this. So it definitely helped me out. But um, I, I haven't, it's funny because I've been now a cast member again. I did this celebrity kind of thing with the food thing where I was really fish out of water. I hadn't really hosted, hosted, like true old school hosted in a while, which I'm kind of joning for. So that's why I kind of came up with this concept of the the reality road trip. And, you know, I, cause I used to always love having just conversations like you have with people. And then the Spotify show is perfect because that's going to be, you know, you know how it is thinking on your feet or just talking about different things that people wouldn't talk about or that they don't know. It's always been something I really love to dive into, but it's just, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to hosting stuff again and, and putting that kind of uh kind of label on myself again because you never know i mean you, there's lots there's so many shows that probably need hosts and coming up that i don't know about who knows you never know you you originally wanted to host the all-stars i'm pretty sure yeah, the, I, mean, I, I thought it would work i thought it would work and then then i remember i flew out once it got picked up i remember meeting with you know Mary, and they're like so listen uh paramount thinks you should compete and i was like at that time i was like whatever gets the show on the air that's fine with me. You know what I mean? There could have been like, you could be TJ's water boy. I'd be like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> but I just was like, I've always been a team guy. Like, you know, I've, been, I've always been, there's like UFC fighters that are like pure UFC team players. They'll just fight and or do whatever. I'm, I'm literally a Paramount plus MTV team player to an extent. Um, I, I, I always want to be treated fairly. I want to look back and not feel like I got one pulled over on me, but like, if, if they want me to compete, then I'll compete. But I will say this, competing, you know, a lot of people thought, well, if he gets an EP credit, you know, he's probably in on the fucking shit a lot, right? Like he gets to look behind the curtain and see what's going on. Like once they decide that I'm going to compete, I know less than every other cast member that's going. They just, they refuse to tell me any, I didn't even know TJ was hosting the first show until I showed up. That's how out of the fucking blue I was. And then even on season three, we, uh, 
I'm glad they do this now. They bring all the cast together at the, the hotel and we meet the executive producer and you talk about it and they're like, they'll talk about, you know, COVID, it's going to be very safe. And if you have questions, feel free to X, Y, and Z. We want it to be, you know, ladies, you feel comfortable all the time, which they should and all, like all this stuff, because a lot of stuff was coming out, like the Me Too movement and all the, you know, just the nasty stuff of, of the news. But I've always said like, I announced this too the very first day. I said, look, guys, this is the show where we treat girls great. We're going to open the door. We're going to let them eat first. And like the girls appreciate that. That's why yeah. I think the girls that do the show love coming to do the show. It's like, I make it a point that we're not going to be calling them bitches. We're not, this is, that's not us. We're too evolved and too fucking mature for that. So, but they bring all the people together. And Julie, my partner, Dina Murray, she's like, so guys, listen, Mark is executive producer. He gets the EP credit. But he knows less than everyone in this room, and you for sure can throw him in elimination. And I'm like, whoa, don't give anyone any ideas. I'm like, fucking chill out. I'm like, whoa. So I'm like, she basically like just told everyone, throw Mark in elimination because he's, you know, whatever. But uh, I'm, I'm so glad we have those conversations before the show starts. I feel like it makes everyone more comfortable. Um, and it was just, it's, it's a good vibe, man. I will say this, the house. Our house in season three is better than any other house. The producers even said this. When you see this fucking thing, this thing looks like a Miami drug house. Like it looks like it's like owned by the biggest cocaine dealer in Panama. Like it is phenomenal. Um, hey, for all for it, all we know, it could be owned by. It could be. You yeah. never know. But I mean, it is it is an epic epic uh, scenario. I'm super. I can't wait to wake up and watch it. Um, I don't know when this is gonna post, but I mean, I'm. I'm super excited to, to get into it and, and see how it plays out. I heard there is a funny moment. I will give you a little tease. Um, there is a funny moment for, so, so we, we kind of go in because the house is so epic. They wanted us to be, to look the part, right? Like they're like, Mark, wear a fucking suit. Like you don't want to go in this house wearing like board shorts and a t-shirt. Like this is going to, you'll know why. Right. So we get picked up like the bachelor in these SUVs and brought up one by one. So I'm in a black suit, black shirt, fucking black tie. I have size 15 shoe, which I've said. <laughs> so the week before I couldn't find any shoes. So I went to um, Nordstrom Rack, right? And I found a pair of black shoes. So we go in, I find my bunk bed because I get the pick. I was in there, one of the first guys. And Veronica was with me and I had, maybe it's Veronica and Tina. And I jump into my bunk bed and my feet are like this, and the camera's shooting this way, and you see the Nordstrom Rack sale stickers on both feet. <laughs> and they make so much fun of me, and I'm like, fuck you guys. I'm like, I have big feet. I'm like, just be happy I found shoes, but I know they showed that, because what someone's like, I just saw screener with your big ass feet with your tags on your shoes, and I was like, shut up. <laughs> so, so they definitely like, you know, I know in the beginning, like you were the one reaching out to a lot of these people and you know getting them in contact again but they cut you off at a certain point right oh yeah i basically i revved everyone up i got the us weekly articles and the entertainment weekly articles going and like i made it a real thing like it was a real thing before it even was a real thing and yeah. us weekly and emily longaretta my co-host for spotify was a huge part of that i told her from the very beginning and you were a crucial part of making this thing real so i i submitted them about 80 names of people I reached out to and had them all write bios and where they're from and what they're all about, kids and whatnot. And then 
from there, you got to remember, like, I, I have a lot of people reach out to me like, well, why isn't this person on the season? Or why isn't this person? I'm like, dude, these are all adults. They have careers. They have kids. If it works in their schedule, trust me, they want to go. But if it doesn't, I can't tell them to quit their job they had for 20 years. So that's you know, a real thing, too. Like, I think yeah. people just automatically assume you could snap of the finger yeah. and make so someone like, up. Why isn't Coral gone? I'm like, because Coral's actually like a doula. Yeah. And like, for her to leave, it's a big thing. Like, have I talked to her about coming? Yeah, I've talked to her a bunch of times. But like, it has to be the right time. For, for instance, like a Rachel, right? Rachel. Family. Has, has never left her kids. She didn't know how they would react. She left them for the fitness shoot. Everything was perfect. Everything was fine. She's like, hey, Mark, I think I could probably do this all-stars thing now that I know my family is like cool and like taking like music to my ears, Rachel. People would love that. So like, it's just, you know, you can't get everyone on that, that you want on at the time, at the right time, all the time. It's, it's hard. Yeah. Well, people did notice last year that you did make some uh, movements in trying to get Svetlana on board for this. Were there ever any conversations there? I had – listen, there was there was a time in my mind where I thought Svetlana was greenlit and already ready to go. So Season when two, I – Everybody thought – Yeah, when I, when I heard, like, that went sideways, I still couldn't tell you what happened there. I mean, I don't know. Um, but I, I literally – I reach out to these people. I'm like, hey, you know – Hypothetically, I don't say, look, we're going to cast you. I just say, hypothetically, if we could get this thing going and it maybe shoot in the next few months, would you be down? And they're like, absolutely. You know, just hit me up. So, like, something went sideways there. Um, I know Johnny hurt himself for season three. Uh, Abe, Abe wanted to come oh. back, was probably going to come back for a season two or three and he fucking blew out his Achilles training. On the, on the right? beach. Yeah. On the beach. Yeah. So, like, there's a lot of things that happened. Um, but I think, I think like a Rachel will be back. I think uh, an Abram will come back. I think an Eric Nice will be back. That'll be great. He's such like that is a person I want to see back in terms of what this show is all about. I want the oest oest back. I mean, there's no one that goes back further than him in this franchise, and it's just he's such a different person now. He would be great in the house because he's just so wacky, but great wacky. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's really just trying to convince everyone to go on like a liquid diet for like 48 hours and peeing in a cup and washing his hair with his urine. Like that's just what he does. Um, but I hope he comes back too. Yeah. Well, we're talking about OGs here for the hardcore fans, Mark, we know that you debuted on the very first season of Road Rules, but for those that their memories serve correct, we know that you almost came in to replace Puck on Real World San Francisco. Yeah, so that was, uh, so after I got the old pass for LA, I remember sitting there, I was at school, University of Florida, and I remember them calling me late saying, hey, if we flew you out, um, we had a cast member kind of duck out, and now knowing he, they made him leave, would you come out and meet with him? And I was like, sure. But I almost like, for me, that was dodging a bullet because it was like only like four to six weeks left of shooting. And they had already been together and vibed. And like, I remember there was one guy, I forget it was, maybe it was, um, was there a guy named who, Judd? Who had, Judd yeah, I think Judd. Judd, Judd has, I think he kind of loosely goes, well, we had a guy last time. Maybe we should get a girl. And they ended up picking Joe. Yeah. And I think that was like 
I thanked him for that because it was like, it would have been a way different path for me. Um, but I got to meet all them. I mean, I got to meet Rachel and hang out with them for the night, like go up to that loft. It was super cool. Go to San Francisco, which I've never been. Um, but again, these are like building blocks to all the things I think I was supposed to do. Um, you know, Kit and I did MTV Sports for a while after Road Rules. No one knows that. Like when Dan Cortez kind of hung up this thing, she and I did an MTV Sports video series for them. We traveled all around the world, did all this cool stuff. And it was an actual videotape series. You had to go buy the videotape in the store. So like I did so many cool things for, because they in the documentary, they're like, well, what about, what's all the stuff you've done for MTV? And I started to, I mean, dude, it's like a dozen separate things I've done for them outside of our shows, you know? Um, whether it was a cast reveal or a reunion or after shows I did forever. Like it was a lot of stuff that the MTV sports thing. So like, again, I just, I'd always show up and I'd always know what the fuck was going on. And I think they appreciate that. Um, I'm doing, by the way, I got a little sizzle for you. All right. I'm doing, I'm doing something cool for uh, the MTV Video Music Awards. The upcoming one? I just got that call the other day. Okay. Add that to my list of shit to do that I got to do in the next <laughs> month. Another notch in your belt? You Another know? notch. So it's going to be me and, a, me and a female cast member. Um, but it's going to air during the, uh, the Video Music Awards, so I'm, I'm sure it's going to be cool. It's incredible. Yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah, we talk about your origin story, right? We all know you nowadays as the godfather, right? But we talk about those building blocks. Every origin story with, let's just say, like a superhero, Batman, Superman, they've all got their origin stories. You've got yours. We talk about those building blocks, maybe the L.A. and San Francisco stuff. It was like you're inching closer and closer. But when you think about your godfather name, it almost feels like it was meant to work out that you were like the cornerstone franchise name on the very first road rules like had you ended up on the san francisco as a replacement that would have not felt like a guy no, not at all and you know what's funny is you know kenny right santucci yeah yeah so ken and everyone's like oh well why do you call yourself the godfather and i've never i never gave myself that moniker i was always like you know so i remember we did an appearance one time years and years ago and I remember Ken going, you know, Mark, you're like the fucking godfather. He's like, your stories, da da da. He's like, I'm calling you the godfather. So, like, he was the first one, I think, that kind of labeled that. And then, and then, you know, Johnny started calling me it. And then Paula started calling me it. Then Dunbar started calling me Like, these are old school names. <laughs> so, like, they started all just calling me. And then TJ was even like, one time, I was like, godfather. And I well, was like, what's up, TJ? But, like, it's, it's, it's funny how those names stick. You know what I mean? And, I actually, because I'm a fucking hustler, this is another funny story for you, Mike. Because I'm a fucking hustler, gangster, I did a Pizza Hut commercial after season one uh, from, of All Stars. So I'm thinking to myself, well, if, if I'm good enough for Pizza Hut, the other, other person, the other perfect franchise is Godfather Pizza, right? Godfather is a brand in the Midwest. It's a big brand of pizza. So because I'm an animal entrepreneur, I get to talking to the marketing director of Godfather Pizza. And I'm like, guys, listen, you want to really do something cool? You get me to do one of your fucking Godfather Pizza things. I said, I still sent him like five clips of, of the papers calling me the Godfather. From like all oh. the thing, right? And they're like, this is amazing. Da, 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 da. And then they're like, 
well, we don't have a national marketing budget, so we don't know how we don't, we're, we're going to pay you. And I was like, well, figure it out. You know what I'm saying? Like, not like you're going to send me pizzas, you know what I mean? But like, I, I, that was another swing and a miss by them. I could have been the Godfather pizza guy for the next three months and they whipped. The funniest thing when I'm so glad you brought this up, Mark, because I wasn't going to. The funniest <laughs> like quoted tweet when that commercial came out with the Pizza Hut was breaking news. Mark Long eats a carb. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. And you know what's crazy is that day we shot that thing all day. I had zero slices of pizza. They didn't have pizza on set. I think we got like uh I think we got like sandwiches. I'm like, how are we doing a Pizza Hut commercial? And we don't have this place flooded with pizzas. Um, yeah, we ended up getting like, I don't even know what it was, some sandwich place. I'm like, this, whatever. I, I definitely would have dabbled in the Pizza Hut uh, edge, the edge pizza. Pizza <laughs> but that was so fun, man. But then again, that was something wacky that came out of the blue, like this thing I'm doing in New York, you know, for, for video music boards. It's, it's just, I love getting those calls. There's nothing, I've talked about this with Brad. There's nothing more fun than getting the 818 number coming up on your phone because you know it's Peter Murray or MTV. So I'm like, oh, I gotta answer this. This is gonna be something cool. So it was like, whether it's the book or the reunion or the, 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 the documentary. documentary coming out, it's always like, oh, this is gonna be cool. I'm going somewhere and getting a free trip, basically. So this is gonna be well, it's funny you mentioned Brad, and we were just talking about pizza. I talked with him a couple weeks ago. We were talking about the debate between Chicago and New York pizza. Which one was better? Since What did he say? Chicago, of course. I think he said New York, actually. Well, I'll say this. This is for me personally. I've been to Chicago a bunch of times. New York pizza is phenomenal. But if you like that kind of rogue style, right, with the more sauce, like I actually – I order a New York pizza before I order Chicago, but if you were to say right now, what slice would I like in front of me hot right now? I'd probably pick Chicago over it just because it's like, I don't get it all the time. It's you know niche. I mean? It is niche. It is niche, but there's nothing better than a big New York slice of pizza. Uh, I'm going to see Brad. We're having a premiere party. The oh, yeah. 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 Where, where do you live, Mike? New York. <laughs> uh, I was going to yeah. say, if you were closer, you'd love it. Maybe we'll try to do something toward the end in New York and come to that. Yeah, I've been I've been telling Cyrus, you guys gotta show yeah, some. We have, we have um uh an um challenge mania coming up. In July, right or June? Yeah, you should pop by. All right, yeah. You should pop by, dude. We'll get you. I'll get you in there, sit your front row, dude. You'd enjoy it because it's fun. Yeah. It's live, and Derek's a fucking lunatic. Um, and but I mean, Rachel's gonna be there. Oh yeah. Uh, so I I think you'd enjoy it. I'll reach out to you off this and and give you all the details if you're free. We'd love that. Bye. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. it'd be good. Yeah. I want to talk about the uh, appearance scene too for a bit because you were talking about that. I know that was a huge thing, right? Everyone was yeah. on those bar tour appearances. I went, on a, I went on a nine-month appearance tour with me and Eric Nice, And Eric Nice was – he. here's how Eric Nice would operate back then. Eric Nice would either not drink and be the healthiest guy on the bus – or he would be freaking girls gone wild, lunatic, just mayhem, drinking, boozing, whatever. Like there was no gray area. It was either Angel Eric or um, this is my last night on earth, Eric. And it was so much fun, dude. And it, it, 
I used to call him the kissing bandit. He used to like smooch <laughs> these girls in bars and he would like, he would smooch these like girls that, you know, probably weren't his type. And he's like, yeah. he's like, you know why I smooched them? He goes, cause how great of a story is it going to be for them to go home and tell them that they made out with me? <laughs> that was, <laughs> that was how much of a giver Eric Neeson oh, was. It was for the story. And I'm like, you're such a charitable fuck. cause, huh? What a charitable guy you are. But he was so fun. He's a, He's another guy that was like super nice, super sweet, and like loved being in the action, man. He just loved being in the action. I think uh, it sucks that he got COVID for his homecoming. Yeah, that sucked because I think he was looking forward to that. Um, and they used him, but it just it could have been so much better. Um, but Eric, we share a birthday. We're the exact same age, and we share a birthday. And he literally is one of my best friends that you don't have to talk to all the time, but you can talk to him after three months and like, it doesn't skip a beat. He's one of those guys. And you two hosted a challenge together right around the time of nine 11. If I'm correct. Yeah. yeah. I think I was on the first flight out of the Orlando airport when that got lifted. And then we got hit by the stupid hurricane that hurricane came and knocked us out. But like that whole, but it made, it was like a real chat. Like that challenge was so real because of all the, the craziness that happened outside of it. It was wacky, but it was so much fun. Um, the toga party, I believe. The party. Uh, Blue brought her child. Blue brought her baby. I remember oh. that. We're like, I mean, think about that today. Could you imagine like Jenna bringing her and Zach's baby to the challenge? Like it, it wouldn't be. Never, it wouldn't be sanctioned today. It would never happen. Like the insurance would be like, no, we're not going to do that today. Um, That's but how was, all that show was back then. You had so many personalities that were just so infectious. Everything was so real. Like it yeah. was. It felt like a documentary. It felt like you had like yeah. a hidden camera just set up in the corner of like your closet or something. The Miz was on that one too. The Miz, yeah. He was on that, being the Miz. I mean, Jesus, it's it's so funny to see the growth of some of these people outside of this show. And that's one of the things I'm looking forward to with season three of All Stars is I know that Jordan and Nia had a bad go at it when they left. And what I've always believed in, which I always preach now, is us as viewers need to allow people to grow. to grow and to mature and to become better people. You can't just stop someone's you know, life in a vacuum and think it's gonna pick up six, 10 years later and that's how they are. I really am a big believer of giving people second chances. Um, I believe in if people put in the work, they can grow and there's growth to be made. And I had, I, I, I hope they show it. Like I had conversations with Naya. Naya had a rough go of it, man, when, when she was off that show and you know, she's, she's a different person. And I think Jordan is too. And I think, you know, and, and again, like someone like Jordan who, yeah, he's a little cocky or he's a little confident or like, he's just kind of that way, but that's how, but like, think even of Jordan, I remember having this conversation, I think with Nehemiah or something, but like even Jordan's handicap, right. That he's talks about with his hand, right. Just think of, you know, how he might have been teased growing up or like the shit he had to go through as a kid or a child, whatever you know, stuff. Yeah. right? Exactly. So like I give people a little, a little leeway to become better people and to grow because I'm sure his childhood wasn't perfect either like anyone else's. But like, I love having all stars to have these people show their growth and 
let the audience know that it's okay to become a better person. You know what I mean? And you should allow them to, and not just stick, you know, keep them in one little vacuum of a time zone. And I, I think that, that's the premise of these whole homecoming and all-star shows. It is. Yeah. It is, man. People, and guess what? You've seen it on some of the other, like sometimes they don't grow. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes they are worse or you know, so without naming names, you know? So it's, it's, uh, it's definitely, I think, some of the secret sauce of All-Stars is seeing those moments of growth and like, you know, they're best of friends now, man, those two. Yeah. Best of friends. Uh, so I, I appreciate that. My favorite challenge of yours, Mark, though, and I don't know where other fans' heads are at, but I feel like this season is one for the books. Cast, challenges, just all the way through is the Gauntlet 2 in Trinidad and Tobago. Oh, Jesus. My- Jesus. That was... <laughs> Wasn't that when, like, Anissa gave me my lap dance for my birthday? For, yeah, what birthday yeah. of that was yours, by the way? Was That was your third? That was even old. That was even an old birthday at the time. For the like time 30, period. For the time like period. Something. It was, like, 33 or 35 yeah. or something like that. But yeah. that was another thing, like, like you were saying, how it just ends up looking like a documentary. Like, that cast was wild. Dave and Burns. Dave Burns and Brad and Robin and... Did it? Dave Burns was going to like next door houses. I heard on that. Yeah. Oh, listen, this is how laxed it was back then. I remember the gauntlet too on my day off. I took my credit card and went down and rented a room with me and Robin. We left the premises. I rented a room at a resort down the street for 24 hours and didn't even report to anyone. Like that's how wild it was back then. You could never do like, you can't even literally go jogging without them telling you this is the perimeter around the house you can jog because it's unsafe, obviously, in some areas. But like just the insurance that's involved, it's like that gone the two house was insane because it was on a hill, too. So like just getting up to that house was a fucking pain in the ass. That's when I punched the bus. Remember the bus with, with the Robin and Jody. That was, that was Robin Jody thing, man. <laughs> I sent her. I was, so when I reached out to her for All Stars, I prefaced it by saying, hey, Jody. Yeah, I was like, you know, this is sorry for being kind of a dickhole back in the day during those times. And she she accepted my apology easily. Like we were just I was going to say I'm young, but I mean, 30s isn't young, but I was younger. You know what I mean? Uh, so whatever. Were you, were you a part of the crew that saw the Gauntlet 2 final, like the, the yeah. day it happened? Because I heard there was supposed to be like this obstacle course and the people saw it, so they changed it on the floor. There was supposed to be a lot of stuff because if you notice, that that final challenge was doo-doo. It Cake was that. Yeah. And, oh, I hated that thing, man, because we had to eat those roadie things. And like I literally was coming off of like a stomach flu so like I just remember like I couldn't wait for it just to be over to be to go home because I was so sick. I remember that night being with Robin in like a hotel, like throwing up all over the place. I, like, I still was sick that night. But it was that was that was when we fucking went from the plane straight to the water and had to do like King of the Mountain on the water right off the bat. Unlike we a tech too, like that was pretty unsafe, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just in the middle. Who knows if there was any wildlife in that water? But like. It's definitely a different challenge these days with, you know, we have these high level like security guys with us. We have high level people that explain the challenges and how to not do it or do it or safety stuff, which I appreciate. But like back then it was like, 
you know, you're going to go out on this rusty, you know, metal structure in the water and you're going to wrestle and throw people off. You can wear, you know, you can wear elbow pads if you want, but it's not necessary. Like now it's like, we're suited all up. It's like crazy, but that was a crazy, that was a crazy challenge that gauntlet too. That was, that was <laughs> Ace there. Karen Zavaletta was there and that was at yeah. the height of her play. Kara Zavaletta. I asked her, I asked her if she'd want to come back and she was like, I don't think I'm made. I don't think I'm I'm made up. She for that. she watches though. I'm pretty sure. Oh, of course she watches. Yeah. Timmy Baggy. Remember Piggy? Timmy Baggy. Timmy for sure. Yeah. Timmy will be back at some point when the timing's right. Um, yeah. Timmy was always a fan favorite. He's he was always a good dude. Um, I'm prying at Landon, man. Trying to get Landon back. I had him on the show uh, about a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. He's just. He is grinding know, husband, dental equipment grind. I get it. Like it's a great job for him. He's probably makes a ton of money, but it's like, there has to be that. Like he did the documentary though, right? Yeah, he did it. He did it. Wow. Um, but there has to be that like bone in his body. That's like, dude, I, I, I could go back and try to win that thing. I don't know. You were with them recently. Did you see that look in his side? Did it feel uh, like it or? I, I think that ship has sailed, my friend. I think uh, I think he's very content with being a husband, and and you know he's got a house out there. I think he lives in Denver. Denver, yeah, um, loves that. But like he still, you know, he still tells me he's active and mountain bikes. You know, granted, if he got the call, give him a month, he'd be right back in the land in shape. I'm guaranteed that. It's muscle memory, you know. It, it really is, and he was always such a good. I remember when I did duel two with him. I did duel two with Landon. I'm like, dude, if you were on this cast, I would have won so much more shit because I came in second to him like every other time. I'm like, Fuck. I remember losing like a year, year full of gas to him, and I was, I was like second by like ten seconds. I'm like, you shit. You guys had that epic uh, face off when you were hanging on those like, uh, what, are, what was the oh the, the the ropes? Yeah, I think I threw that to him. Did you? If we're talking real, if we're talking real talk, I think I threw it that day. Didn't what, what about right. the X's elimination? Did you throw that one? I had an alliance with Johnny, 100%. Um, and I talk about that in the documentary. You, you got to wait for that. That's, that's going to be good at the documentary. It's just I my partner was so ready to go home. I was like, I got to make a move here to like preserve my value of this, of this time I've spent here. It's um, smart. Yeah. But it was uh, – dude, you're going to – not to get I got some we got some battles coming up we got some epic battles coming up which you'll enjoy well Mark it was a pleasure getting to speak with you today and uh, pick your brain I'm glad that uh, you and I were able to connect here and I look forward to uh, watching you tomorrow thanks again for your time thank you brother appreciate it All right. awesome brother